scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to Casuals and Degenerates Podcast. I'm Luke Tabasco? No, 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 no. That's not me. No, this is the bear. The bear is the head of the podcast now. We have gotten rid of Luke. He's kind of fallen apart over the last few weeks. So, well, I guess I'd take over. Uh, As always, uh, I just want to really welcome in my co-host with the mostest, Jacob Jacob? Where Jacob Belleville? Oh, nobody knows. He's still probably all butthurt about those power rankings, but I brought on Dennis Grimm here. Welcome, Grimm. Thanks. How's it going? Good, good, good. And then, uh, you know. One half of the power rankings. We got no Jacob. We've got Grimm. Who's going to be the bear tonight? We are going to add the man, the myth, the legend, Ian Rinker. Welcome here. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining tonight. Uh, glad we got rid of Lucas Tabasco and Jacob Lelville. Um, kind of kind of nice not having them on here. Not going to lie. So well, you know they always complain about the rankers. You get the power rankers on, and they're nowhere to be found. It's amazing how that works, isn't it? That's right. That's right. I forget exactly where I fall on the haters list. I, I don't know. It seems well, it I'm number one. Don't worry. Rumor has it I think you're one and three, and I might fall into the number two spot. So uh, <laughs> this, this seems to be going well for us. But uh, we'll, see, we'll see how uh, it changes after this episode, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Jacob's not going to be happy, but – he doesn't listen. He doesn't download. Whatever. Speaking of which, I actually would like to let everybody know, all our listeners, please download, rate, share with your friends, do all the fun stuff, because uh, this is probably going to be the best damn podcast you hear all week. So bring it on. Anywho, uh, on to our quick hitter. Did we have a quick hitter this week? We did not. It's just it's too sophisticated. We just We just didn't even try. Luke is just so good at it. We didn't even try. It's like, uh, like, who am I? And 
we, I think we kind of already did that with the intro anyways. Like they couldn't quite figure out who all we were. So here we are. But uh, I guess we'll get into our NCAA news. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Um, we kind of, we kind of took it down a little bit. We had a lot of news, but we're going to kind of go into our uh, short list of news and, and discuss that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take the NCAA side. So yeah, it's been a hot minute since I think, uh, our league has done a podcast and a lot has happened, uh, especially on the college side. So uh, some quick notes here, obviously uh, Washington and Oregon make the move to the big 10. What are we thinking guys? Uh, Graham big 10. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Just pac 12 just doesn't exist. So get those teams wherever they can get their money. I mean, Washington, Oregon, going to follow USC. You know, that's just how it's going to be. So I like it. I think it's going to bring interest, interesting spectators to the Big Ten. Also, I'm going to love to see Oregon's uniforms on a weekly basis now when they have to come over into the Midwest, play those 11 a.m. games at 9 o'clock their time. So getting going to look forward to that for sure. Yeah, it's been a while since this news broke, and I, I forget exactly the the terms of it. But what? So USC and UCLA are getting full shares, right? But Washington yep. and Oregon are partial shares at first, right? At first, I, I don't know. I have not dived very far into this college because yeah, it's, I, yeah, I don't it's know. It's, it's a good thing. To, it's a good thing the Big Ten's making a lot of money because man, Rutgers is going to need a lot of money to go to Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's, it's partial till 2027, I do believe. So they got a few years to wait. And I think now yep. officially the Big Ten's got the longest in-conference travel potential destination now. Well, yeah. Because Big I don't think – Yep. So, Eugene, Oregon, New York. Yeah. I mean, recruiting-wise will be fun too. See how it will be cool. It will be cool seeing some of those uh, premier West Coast teams coming to uh, the state of Iowa. That'll be cool. Yes, definitely gonna definitely gonna hop on that train and get some get some tickets once those games start rolling in. Also, you you kind of add the. I know we're gonna get to the Big Twelve here, but you add the the destination stadiums too, like. You want to go to an away game. It's not just the Penn State anymore. You're like, I want to go to Eugene. I want to go watch the Ducks, Nike headquarters. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to go to the Rose Bowl and watch USC or whatever? Like, that's sweet stuff. Like, it is. It's a good question, but apparently, apparently none of their fans do. Correct. All of us Iowa folks would love to. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Ten has some. I don't think it's biased to say I think the Big Ten has the most iconic college stadiums now in each conference. I think collectively the Big Ten has the most iconic stadiums. Probably. Yeah. I was so, not yeah. one of them. Phoenix not one of them. <laughs> you know, on the on the lines of uh realignment, yeah, tweet, let's move to the better the better conference. So yeah, Big Twelve adds Arizona, Arizona State and our favorite team utah so again you know big 12 going out and getting some power power five it's probably not a thing anymore power five but getting some power five schools to join the conference i think it's uh it's gonna be fun um 
there's it's there's going to be some competitive games, competitive matchups, and man, I know this is a football uh, podcast, football league, but basketball is going to be hell of fun. Basketball is going to be silly in the Big Twelve for sure. Yeah, um, but we Agreed. do add Utah. Not everybody's favorite, but we got Battle of the Mormons. I mean, we got them in yeah. BYU. Oh, they bring some money in. Um, bring in the Arizona, Arizona State, which I think are both probably going to be improving in football. Um, Arizona so yeah, is always going to be a big college basketball place, too. So, oh, yeah. That Big 12 has hit it with, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, football wise, good ads. Basketball for the Big 12, stacked conference, like, rivals the ACC easily now. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, uh, what the, the first round of realignment where we brought in uh, UCF, Houston, uh, BYU and Cincinnati. Cincinnati, you know, that was more of a football move. We were grabbing G5 schools, yep. but this this round of realignment, you know, sits a little bit better uh, in terms of grabbing power five schools. So it's going to be fun. Gonna be interesting. Obviously, it's a it's a clear number three to the Big Ten and SEC, and you know, let's see. Uh, hopefully, we can make up some distance. Who knows? We had to in make football, a move. But basketball, though, you guys, yeah. you guys are right out there in basketball, though, as top tier. I mean, we we had to make a move like that, though. But I mean, you also look at it. Cincinnati's not that far off of a playoff appearance. TCU, not that far off of a playoff appearance. We're talking teams that aren't Texas. They're not Oklahoma. They're not, you know, teams like that. So we have teams that have been there and done it where the teams that we have lost have not. So you could be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the same. TCU last year is probably pretty good and we're a good representation. Cincinnati may not be, but. I think we're still in competing. I mean, we're we're there. The thing that That'll be hurts, interesting. Obviously, the, the money's going to be different, but uh, oh yeah, it's going to be interesting. The thing that hurts the Big Twelve in football, yeah, obviously losing Oklahoma and Texas, but it's when teams like TCU beat Texas bad, beat Oklahoma bad. It's like okay, these guys are legit playoff teams. Let's get them in here. Now you lose those top two tier. And it's yes, Oklahoma, Texas have been down for a while, right? Like they haven't been a great college football program, but they still get the recognition. They're still the t- they were still the top two dogs in quotes in the Big Twelve when it came to draws and stuff like that. So I, I think it hurts you guys yeah. on the football side, but again, basketball, you guys are I won't be shocked to see a full final four team of Big Twelve here in the next three to four years. Especially when we end Gonzaga. <laughs> the real question hey, that's is: in, That's is in the words of this football podcast. Is Notre Dame ever going to join a conference? That's what I. They mean. have to. Right. They they, have to. They're going to hold out. Notre Dame is not going to join a conference unless someone, unless this NCAA that's just a wild, wild west right now is unless someone tells them that you are not going to make the college football playoff unless you join a conference. That's the only it's the only way they're going to join it. They join a conference because the way things are going, there's going to be too many teams in the three super conferences where there's not going to be non-conference games anymore. Yeah. Like 
there maybe will be one non-conference game, but the rest you're going to have to play in conference because there's so many teams in these in these conferences now. So yeah. at some point in time, Notre Dame's not going to have anybody to play. Like Notre Dame, honestly, out of all the conference realignment, Notre Dame is probably the luckiest team after the playoffs expanded. Because if it was truly a four-team playoff and Pac-12 is basically getting picked on for parts, ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and the Big 12, those are your playoff teams every single year. But it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, moving, expanding the playoffs, I mean, everybody wants more football, but I hate Notre yeah. Dame, so I, I'm fine with them getting the shaft anytime. Yeah, fuck you, Chad. <laughs> so, so this one didn't the, the next one didn't make the, the show sheet, but you know, Luke News wanted us to mention something here. So Luke News, you know, breaking news, breaking news from Luke News. There's a strong rumor uh, that uh, Stanford, Cal and SMU are close to joining the ACC. Nothing's official at the time we're recording this, but uh, that is the latest rumor. Thoughts? It makes total sense. You know, if you really want to, if you really, really want to compete with the Big Ten for travel time, you're going to send Stanford <laughs> to Florida State. That's what you're going to do. Um, it sounds like a... To me, if it happens, it's like, here, have our scrubs, and then Florida State and Clemson are going to the SEC anyways, so whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't – and I think if that happens, the Big 12 will wrap up. They'll go get Oregon State and Washington State, and we'll probably call it good. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. It, it just seems like a – it's a Hail Mary just for them to lose their two top teams anyways probably, so – Oh yeah, there doesn't I, make, doesn't make a ton of sense on my end. No, I don't think it does. In the football scope of things, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Again, if you're looking on the basketball side, are they doing something like the Big Twelve is trying to do? You know, football moves; these are good moves, but for basketball, money moves. These could be good money moves for the ACC on the basketball side. I mean, I yeah, Stanford. I mean, if you look at it team by team, you know, Stanford. Obviously, I mean, they've had it's been a it's been a hot minute, but they've had some good years in football. I mean, they've produced some some top notch NFL players, CMC and uh, Andy yeah. Luck. I mean, uh, and then Cal. Uh, I they haven't had quite the success in, in football, but obviously, you know, my my old crush Aaron Rodgers came from there, but. Um, <laughs> And then you know you look at SMU. I mean, they've been they've been just trying to <laughs> make up for the death penalty. It seems ever since oh, yeah. it was issued to them. So yeah, kind of team by team. Just doesn't make sense. Can it be interesting? I guess. But uh, is it just is it just delaying the inevitable of the ACC collapsing too? Probably. But we were saying this what three four years ago when the news of Oklahoma and Texas started breaking. Like, and you guys added Houston, Cincinnati, and all that stuff started coming on. You guys are like, everybody was like, oh, is this just going to try to delay the inevitable? And then now look at everything that's happened. So, I mean, honestly, what I want to see, I want to see it in four things. I want to see the North 
the South, the East, and the West. There's your conferences right there. It'd be nice. Power, will it, powerhouses. Will it ever, I don't know. No. <laughs> Fuck no. And that'd will be they ever let Iowa and Iowa State be in the same conference? Probably no. 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 All right. Moving on on the NCAA side. Um, so it broke, I think, a couple days ago, but uh, Rashada. Is it his first name Jaden? Jaden Rashada? Yep. Uh, Arizona State, true freshman. They're announcing that he is going to be QB one at Arizona State. So I think uh, I think Nate picked him up in the latest uh, the latest supplemental draft we did. I did. Tweet did. You did. Tweet, tweet did. Him. All yep. right. All right. Tweet did. So yeah. Uh, Nate's, Nate's got his. Uh, Nate's got his two backups. Nate's got his two backups. So, yeah, yeah, we should probably ask Nate, what, what what's he thinking there? But um, It's a bold move. I don't what know. What did you think of the news of Rashad's starting tweet? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I hope he succeeds. Does he crack my my starting quarterback roster on my team? No. Highly unlikely, unless he's just balling out. But uh, I, it's good experience for him, and – it's kind of nice drafting a freshman quarterback that's going to play. So, right, for Hopefully sure. It's for sure. I mean, it's go for, for it. For sure, yeah, yeah. Freshman QB getting getting the reins, you know. But question for you: Do you think uh, does this help or hurt his uh, potential pro stock? Quarterback such a crapshoot anymore. The, the guys you think are going to be great turn out to be good college quarterbacks and then never really amount to anything in the NFL. And then you're sitting here watching Brock Purdy being named a starter and like all this other shit. It's like, wait, what? Like as Iowa state fans, we didn't expect that. Nobody expected that. So I don't know. I think the NFL is such a crapshoot. I, I think it's going to help me over a long period, even if he only, he plays two, three years or whatever it is in the college football side. It's going to help me out a lot. He plays four years, going to help me out even more. If he plays three years, he's an NFL prospect, so he's gone. So that's a big deal. So we'll see what happens. Graham, what I'm not, I don't think it hurts his stock yet. If he gets, if he's out there and week five, week six, Pac 12 is just eating him a lot. And well, fair. excuse me. Last year, but, last year, it's the <laughs> tribute year. But um, my bad. Re- refresh that. But um, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. But was it we we could champions? So what I'm trying to say here is, what if? his confidence just gets shot to hell because he's just out there having bad games, not necessarily because of him, but the pieces maybe around him that aren't very good. What Badger might be the only decent weapon on Arizona state. I don't think I could name this. Huh? They got uh, the tight end. He, he came on last year. Um, 
you're you're so on to something though, Graham, I, because, because I think Arizona's Arizona State's in for a rough year. I think, and um, I people love the whole, you know, start the quarterback, get him some experience. I think it's a terrible. I've never liked that thought process. Let the dude sit and learn. That's what you should do. You're an incoming freshman. I agree in the NFL. High school to college. I agree in the NFL, but in college, like, who are you learning from? Like, I don't even know who Arizona State's quarterbacks are. So here's the thing. We should ask Nate. If you look at the talent level, I think the transition from high school to college is actually harder than the transition from college to NFL. Because if you're getting drafted at the college level to the NFL, you've you're already you've been playing at that high level. Coming in as a freshman into the college ranks where these guys are not little teenage boys. Most of them have you're going to be facing t- mature 20, 21-year-olds that have had years in the weight room and all you've been doing is using little dumbbells to work out. Like, I hope he succeeds. I actually loved Jaden Rashada. I thought Tweet nailed that draft pick, getting that draft pick and nailing that pick. Thought it was awesome. But him starting, I I don't think it hurts him yet. But if there's a switch midseason and just like, hey, you know, we just we don't want him to get hurt. He's just taking a beating. That could be a confidence killer right there. So something to watch. I I don't think it hurts him right now. To answer our question, Trenton Borgay, Borget, um, not sure who he is. Uh, I do know who this one is, Drew Pine. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other, the other guy. So um, that's who he beat out. Um, I mean, yes, I, I agree. He he could have his ego hurt, but in the transfer portal era, whatever, he's off. Yeah, that's true too. And this and this guy, what he had a like kind of a wild ride in his recruitment, didn't he? Like he was committed somewhere, and like they offered him a bunch of nil money, and then like that's Florida, Florida, and yep. then he somehow he he found out that that wasn't going to be honored, and then he finds his way to Arizona State, and hey, QB one. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I hope he succeeds. I like the kid, so I agree. Hope he succeeds. All right, let's keep it moving here. So, uh, a huge blow to Team Hot Dog Water. Uh, Branson Robinson was was hoping for a was hoping for a decent year from him and him taking the reins, but uh, uh, announced yeah. that he will be out this season uh, with an injury. So, not good for Team Hot Dog Water. R.I.P. Yeah, how's how's that make you feel, Ian? Kind of bummed. I mean, I was my running back room is kind of have question marks all over the place, and I was kind of looking for you know a stud to take the rain somewhere. This dude's one he's less that big jack dude, right? Yeah, right. he's he's freaking yeah. ripped. Do we think he's carrying too much weight? Like, <laughs> maybe. I mean, come on, guy. It was going to be tough, anyways. I mean, that Georgia running back room is just ridiculous. So. Well, yeah, he'll eat them all, though. So that's the thing. He'll eat them. Extra protein. He's good. He's jacked. Now, here's the thing, though. I think Robinson has an NFL future. Oh, for sure. 
So I don't like as a linebacker, but he'll get his shot in the league for sure. But you know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Huh? Maybe it's uh, one last year of wear and tear on his body before the league. Who knows? Oh, yeah, could be big blow. Do you think it hurts your playoff chances for uh, this college college season? No, I don't think so because uh, I I wasn't gonna. Have to, he was too he was too dicey to be in the starting lineup from the get go. So I mean, he wasn't gonna be in there until he you know proved that he was gonna be the guy. So I'll just have to just have to lean on someone else. There, like it. All right, last thing on NCAA side before we move to NFL. Um, the latest AP poll came out. I'll just read through these and then you know let's touch on anything that stands out. So I have it pulled up here. AP poll. I was, I was what like four, and Iowa State's five, right? <laughs> right. Number, number one, Georgia. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Three, Ohio State. Four, Alabama. Five, LSU. Man, a lot of SEC. Six, uh, USC. Seven, Penn State. Eight, Florida State. Nine, Clemson. Ten, Washington. Eleven, Texas. Twelve, Tennessee. 13, Notre Dame, 14, Utah, future Big 12, 15, Oregon, uh, 16, K-State, 17, TCU, 18, Oregon State, 19, Wisconsin, 20, Oklahoma, 21, UNC, 22, Ole Miss, 23, Texas A&M, 24, Tulane, 25, Team Out East. (laughs) What do we think? What stands out? Anything? I mean, honestly, I think Texas is overrated. One hundred percent overrated. They always eleventh. Eleventh. What have they proven? Like Quinn Ewers did not have a good year last year. Yes, they have a great recruiting class, but like they always have great recruiting classes. They but they haven't done anything with said recruiting classes for ten years. So honestly, is what is what is Belleville's favorite term? Helmet scouting. That, that's what they get yep. every year. It's it's just they see those goofy ass long horns. And, uh, yep. you know, top 10, just outside top 10. Uh-huh. Honestly. I, I mean, until they prove it to me, I and they're overrated. USC, to me, I don't like USC in the top six. I don't like them in the top eight. I, they're, Caleb Williams is going to put up 50 points a game while their defense gives up 40. And they're going to have to win a good portion of those high-scoring games. And I, their defense just isn't good. I mean, I just don't see them being a top six team. I don't see them as a playoff team. I also yeah, Caleb, Caleb Williams gonna have to have another Heisman year for for this ranking to be true. Yes, I agree. Also, I agree. personally, I like Ohio State over Michigan this year. I think Ohio State has more talent. Question, uh, more question mark, obviously, with quarterback situation. You don't know what you're going to really get with McCord. You know, you kind of know what you have with JJ McCarthy and stuff. But I mean, you look at you look at that Ohio State roster, and Jesus Christ, it's just they're going to have a good six or seven first round picks next year in the NFL. This it's a stacked roster. See, I think I they're the only team that can compete with Georgia this year. I don't mind that, um, but like for me, my underranked. I'm gonna go completely crazy. Not even be a top, not even 
10 to 15. I'm going LSU. They're fifth. And I think they're better than Bama. Their quarterback situation is figured out. Um, Bama has no quarterback to be seen. Um, I think they're just as good as Ohio State with a proven quarterback. I mean, they got Daniels there. Um, I think they give Michigan a run for their money, too. Like, I hate to say it, but McCarthy's all right. They've got their two-headed monster at running back, but LSU is my under. I can get behind Michigan. I can get behind them being underrated, even though they're a five. But Alabama is always going to get a fucking top rating, just because it's well, yeah. fucking Alabama. But I agree with you there. I think I think it's LSU and Georgia as the top two dogs in the SEC. And then I, I I'll agree with the Michigan, but I think Ohio State's more talented than LSU. I don't disagree, but I don't know how that I don't know how those that quarterback's going to throw to them wide receivers. And I love those wide receivers. Obviously, I got Buka on my team. Like, we'll see if McCord is, I guess, what he's supposed to be. Right? You never yeah. know. And Ohio State plays that game, but they always seem to win that game. When are they going to lose that game at quarterback? Right? You know, like when is that quarterback going to come in and not be as good as? Everybody thinks he's going to be. It'll that, be interesting. It could be this year. You're right. It could be. And it, when you brought that, that's actually a pretty good point because when is the last time Ohio State had a quarterback that just fell flat on their face? It's been a long time. Like, like this is a legit question. And viewers out there, feel free to reach out if you guys have an answer to that. But I have no idea. It, it's got to happen, me. right? You would think. Maybe. I don't think it's going to be McCord, though. I I loved McCord. I mean, they had Cordell Jones come in, who was a third stringer, and just run up a muck, and I believe won a national title. Like, yeah. what? Like, the string of quarterbacks to bring in is ridiculous. So what I think the rumor is, uh, Devin Brown is, you know, uh, he's he's neck and neck with uh, McCord right now. I believe they haven't announced he who's is. the starter. They haven't announced. I I'd be shocked if it's not McCord, though. Personally, I'd be shocked. We'll have to we'll have to hit up Luke News see what what he's hearing. But that, I've I've <laughs> heard that rumor that Devin Brown is is getting a lot of love. I mean, well, so be it. I think you, 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 one of them may hit, one of them may not. Both may not hit. I, ju- I just think it's crazy how much their quarterbacks don't usually amount to a whole lot going to the NFL. There's, you know, the fields who's still out there, but they seem Is to hit all? all the time in college. So. Yeah, I was just looking something up here because I was going to make the point. You know, the SEC gets a lot of – love but this year is going to be a lot of fun to watch how things shake out there because i mean there's there's some heavy hitters georgia alabama lsu i think tennessee is sneak going to be sneaky good um so but what i was going to point out is georgia is going to live at number one this year have you guys seen their schedule and they're getting a lot of they're getting a lot of uh heat for this on how ridiculous their schedule is this year i don't think i've actually seen it so let me read it to you so, uh, Tennessee Martin is their first game at home. Ball State oh. at home. 
South Carolina at home, UAB at home. Then they go to Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Vanderbilt, at Florida, at home to Missouri. November 11th is their first game versus a team ranked in the top 25. And it's in its Mississippi Ole Miss at home. And then November 18th, the next week, is their second and only their second uh, their second game versus a team rated in the top 25 in their final game versus a team in the top 25 currently. And that's at Tennessee. That's probably their toughest game of the year. And then Georgia Tech at home. That's their schedule. So, I mean, honestly, it kind of sounds like a Big Ten West Iowa style schedule, you know? Uh, Cupcakes. Give them cupcakes all day. And see, this is what. That is a ridiculous schedule. (laughs) It is. Look at some of the. I'll give Bama props. They will play one elite team. Typically, they'll play one elite team from a different conference. But the SEC, they just load up on cupcakes and they can because they'll say that, oh, our conference is so much harder than everybody else's that every week we're going against a top 25 team. Georgia, Ian, you're dead on. Georgia's not going to lose a game. And if that Tennessee game is within 15 points, I'll be shocked because Georgia won't have to play their starters in the fourth quarter in hardly any of these games. Yeah, I mean, you can pencil in Georgia in the SEC championship right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can, for sure. I think you got Georgia and is LSU on the other side? I think that's that's what I like. I don't know. The SEC is so weird on their conference styles or sides, but I think LSU is in Bama's side. So. Yeah, I mean, just for, just for reference, Iowa State's got five games, first teams in the top 25. Right Iowa now. State does? Yeah, I haven't looked at Iowa. Um, so Georgia's got, two, Georgia's got two team, two games first teams in the top twenty-five. Iowa, Iowa's got a very nice schedule this year. That's why a Iowa lot does. of team. There are a lot of people picking them to go eleven and one, something like that. So, and Iowa's got yeah, Iowa's got two games first teams in the top twenty-five at Penn State a, and at Iowa's Wisconsin. Got doable, Iowa's got a very doable schedule for sure. Wisconsin's new, new coach, everything like that. So, I don't know. I It's always fun to look at, like, what you think the AP is now and, like, who you think's overrated, who you think's underrated, and yeah. then kind of looking back later on and be like, shit, I was way wrong, or damn, I was way right. Like, like you know, t- two, others that, two others that stood out. Sorry, Graham, I'll let you – sorry to interrupt, but I'll let you uh, chime in after this. Two that stood out to me. Oregon State, man, they might be in for a good year at uh, Beaver Town there. And then uh, Tulane, is that just a lot of love from the good season last year, or are they really a top 25 team? And that quarterback's getting a lot of love. Like, Oregon State's interesting. It's like, is DJU the answer? He wasn't at Clemson. He was highly rated. Like, I don't know. Like, we'll see. I, I like out of the pack, whatever they are nowadays, uh, I like Washington. Yeah, I like them more than USC. Yep. I think that's not just me having Penix, but I think Penix is just unbelievable right now, and I think they're the team to beat in the the Pac-12. So yeah, Ohio State gets a lot of love for their wide receiver room, but man, Washington has a pretty good one too. Washington stacked. 
So Washington's maybe, maybe probably got the second best receiving room in the nation. Yeah, I'd put them oh, up there for sure. Yeah. Do you guys think there's a team outside of the top ten that will sneak into the playoffs this year? If it's anybody, I think it comes from the Big Twelve, and honestly, I think probably K State. If 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 I'm picking anybody, they were on the cusp of beating everybody last year. I think yep. K State's that team. If I had to, if I had to say one team, I, I'm with you, Tweet. I think the Big Twelve has a good shot. Uh, if someone, especially if someone runs the table, um, but uh, Utah. I mean, I think there's a lot leaning on uh, the health of uh, Rising, but. Yep. Uh, they, I think they got a pretty talented team, and they're at fourteen. And if they, they, if, they run, if they run the table in the Pac-12, they're I think they're a legit uh, threat to the playoff. I would have said Washington, but they're tenth, so I can't say that. But right, who you I mean, got, Graham? Don't say Iowa. I'm not. God, fuck no. North Carolina. North no Carolina. Whip your head. North Carolina runs <laughs> the table. Around a helicopter. Pete Pablo. North Carolina runs the table in the ACC. I don't think Clemson's that good this year. I think the committee sees that, obviously. I mean, when was the last time you saw Clemson ranked outside the top five in the preseason, right? Like Florida State. I. Jordan Travis, is he – is he gonna? Is that team gonna be unbeatable? I'll, I'll take. Give me the best quarter. I think Drake May has a chance to be the best quarterback in the nation this year. I think he's got the chance to be the number one quarterback taken overall next year, over Caleb Williams. North Carolina is my dark horse to make it to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think those are all good picks. All right. Well, I think we've uh, spent a little bit of time on the college side. Graham, let's throw it over to you for the NFL side. What do you got? Yeah. So NFL, we'll try to keep it a little shorter on the NFL side. Um, But we've had some running back sightings get signed. Finally, Um, Zeke is going to be eating out with Bill Belichick a lot. What do you guys think about that signing? I mean, honestly, looking at some photos of Zeke, it looks like he's been eating pretty well. Um, (laughs) He doesn't miss a meal. No, he sure as hell. He, he's very much like me. Um, doesn't miss a meal. Loves a good beer. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. Him and Ramondre. Ramondre gets the most carries. Sounds like Zeke's getting a lot of pass catching out of the backfield. Sounds like a twenty-eight-year-old running back that got a one-year contract that is just going to be there. He's going to get some run. He's going to get some play. He hasn't been that exciting for the last couple of years. So, Yeah, my my two two things. Uh, one, man, Belichick loves him, some running back depth. <laughs> uh, yeah. two, two, you know, for this league standpoint, I think it's good for this league because, you know what, uh, Ramadre is on – Team Delvel or whatever the fuck he's calling his uh his team these days, <laughs> and then Zeke is on you know uh, the champ, so and they're probably going to split. They're probably going to split production. So I think that's good for the rest of the league. 
I agree. I agree. Especially since I, mean, I feel like I'm one of the top teams that could benefit from that. <laughs> is Belichick going to turn him into the next uh, James White? Highly unlikely. See, but. with that, Zeke is actually a pretty good wide receiver out of the backfield, though. It's not like he's a bad wide receiver. Now, granted, if you ask Jacob Belleville, who I would, but, you know, he's not on the podcast. He wanted to run away from the power rankers <laughs> this, this week. But I can't believe he'd do that. He's right? been asking for you guys. I he's know, been calling we, for you to come on. We both finally show up, and he's nowhere to be found. But, um, I mean, I would not be shocked if Zeke has 65 to 70 catches this year out of the backfield. And I bet he's utilized a ton in the red zone. Like, Ramondre 2020, you know, from the 20 to the 20, Zeke 20 on in, give you that dual threat out of the backfield. I just – Zeke hasn't been very efficient running the ball, though. So, like, people keep saying he's going to get the goal line carries and stuff. I'm like – Dude, he, he got that shit in Dallas, and he didn't look very good. Like, I like Zeke. I've been a Zeke fan, but he hasn't looked very good. So, I mean, I think it's a good move for the Patriots. Again, getting a, getting another body in there that has shown that he can be a guy that can catch the pass, can catch the rock and stuff like that. And, I mean, Bill Belichick wants you. You, you let the mastermind do what he wants to do, and I'm sure he'll figure something out. Well, we got another – they're running backs on the Patriots. Uh, oh yeah, that are just living and breathing. I don't yeah. know who else they got. Kevin Harris, yeah. Uh, uh, that you just walk away from that team there. Pierre Strong, I think, is still on that team, right? Yeah. I mean, you got drafted just walk away from them anyways, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you got Dalvin Cook to the Jets. So team, so the old Viking teaming up with the old Packer. Ian Jesus. Rinker, uh, you're a Packer fan here. I see you have a huge smile. It looks like you're shaking your head up and down, but maybe you're not. How how do you feel about this? Uh, I hate this for Brees Hall. Um, I, I wish they would just let him eat and you know get rid of all their other running backs. That one's good back. I think, I think it's good for the Jets. It's good for their depth. It's good for their you know they need more playmakers. But I, I just I really hate it for Brees. That's my main thing. I mean, are you concerned me, that he might be hurt? He is. He I think he's still hurt. he's still recovering. Uh, you know, I think they're gonna they're they're not gonna ride him at the beginning of the season. They're gonna let him. They're gonna let him get back back healthy or healthier. I think me personally, I would start him on the pup list. Take the first six weeks off. Don't well, even come on. Well, but you can get removed from that before the season, bud. Start this well, season yeah, he, on the pup they list. They already took him off. They took okay. him off last week. And I'm saying Freeze. put him on the pup list and just have him sit out the first six weeks. Don't even have him do football contact. Why? I, he's I he's just, a 22-year he, – he has a potential to be the best back in the league for the next four to five years. Like I it, don't understand him getting any kind of run early on in the season. Cook's there. First of all – I'm happy this is recorded because Grim just said that. <laughs> Second of all, I just I'm a football. I guy. just hate, I hate GM A Raj. <laughs> I mean, you knew this came from him. You know it. Uh, you know it 100. Yes, yes. A Raj wanted Dalvin, and so the Jets got Dalvin. Yeah. Like, I, are you I, glad I, to be rid of that prima donna, Ian? 
I am. It was time. You know, in the, the writings on the wall, you know he's pushing for uh, um, Devante. You know he's pushing for Bakhtiari. He's, he's pushing yeah. for all of his boys, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I, I just personally like – so first of all, so you have Mark, Michael Carter, right? Yep. Who's produced? Like, then they go well, out – He's not a bad and back. And they go out and draft Brees Hall, and you're like, Michael Carter, third-round pick. Brees Hall, second-round pick. Brees Hall balls out when he plays last year. Michael Carter plays just as good as he did his rookie year. Like, you got a one-two punch already there that is pretty solid, even if Carter has to carry the load the first three weeks, four weeks, right? But then you bring in this this Dalvin Cook talent. Yes, I, I agree. But, like, what are you doing with your team symmetry? Like, what are you doing with your backfield? What are you telling these guys that are now – one-year vets and two-year vets that have played very well, and you're bringing in this eight-year, nine-year vet, like, oh, well, we need him. Do you, though? Like, see, I think think you're just just adding a problem to something that was already going to be just fine. See, I'm glad it was Cook and not Zeke. I think Cook still has stuff in the tank. I don't know how much Zeke still has, but I, I think I think adding Dalvin Cook, once they signed Aaron Rodgers, that's your Super Bowl window. You officially have two years to win a Super Bowl to make this move worthwhile for your fans. Go out and go out and get it. And I agree. I think Breesy, like I said, I, he can be a top back in the NFL. He could be the top back in the NFL in the next three to five years. I don't want to see him on the field for the first eight weeks. I personally don't. I don't think he should. Let him heal up. You have Dalvin Cook. Run Dalvin. You already and you pointed out their depth. They got Michael Carter. Something happens to Dalvin. Okay, run out Michael Carter, and then fine. If you need to run out Breesy at that point in time, now you can look at it. But I think I honestly loved the move on that standpoint. If it would have been Zeke, hate would hate the move. Love the move for the Jets for that and i hate rogers i hate rogers <laughs> I, I just think it's just weird especially when like the jets o-line could use some more help and then they go sign dalvin but they don't give him o-line help like what are you doing well they're I, I, jets, jets offensive line's not bad though they got some bookend tackles they're just young i mean fuck they they've drafted who did they get last year they got becked in two years ago who was their pick last year why can't I think of who their offensive tackle was that they got last year? I'm not sure. But I I don't know. It just seems like That's you're adding too many people to the backfield. And obviously, Brees is back practicing and doing everything. I don't know what their plan is, but you've already got – you got players that are producing. I mean, I think they even still – do they still have Zach Knight who was playing there too or whatever? Like – he he did okay. No, you I think Max Mitchell. What? Max Mitchell, Graham? Might be right. No, he was a first round draft pick. Oh, he was. Uh, I was looking at. I thought it was. I thought they only took one. I'm not really sure. You know what? The guy might have moved to guard. Actually. 
Let's see but what yeah, we I, have. I just, I just, I just find it interesting that you're you're adding talent to places you probably don't actually need the talent. But you know what? Good for them. They got Dalvin Cook. It'll be they'll interesting. Be, you know, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be fun to watch this year. Obviously, Rodgers is a prima donna, but he's got a hell of talent. And yep. they just got a good D. Um, you know, he's got some weapons around him. They're going to be fun to watch. I agree. I personally hope they pull a Bronco, bring in a veteran quarterback, very talented weapons, and they just fall flat on their face. I would love to see Rodgers just cry all all NFL season, boo-hoo-hoo, right off into the sunset. As a Bears fan, that would be a dream come true. I mean, yeah, nope. I see your Bears fan, but it, you know that's that's the NFL team that has the most cyclones on it. So I I hope him some success, <laughs> even though Hell yeah, even though Rogers leaves a sour taste in my mouth. There's there's a lot of cyclone pride there. So can we all agree that Aaron Rodgers forced Corey Davis to retire? Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's that's just, our next thing of news. Sorry to take your thunder there, no, that's But I'm thinking GM Rogers had something to do with this. Oh, yeah. Anything that happens in the, the Jets transaction report this year? What He's not 12 Question. anymore. Is he 12? What number the fuck is he? I don't know what number Rogers eight. is wearing. But, yeah, Ten, eight. Isn't it? Eight. No, oh, that's right. Eight. But yep. He is the GM. He, he is directing the transactions. Do you think – so Jonathan Taylor news, right, the last few days about him, Colts, their marriage that's coming to an end. If Jonathan – if they hadn't signed Dalvin Cook last week, do you think – do you think they make a play at Jonathan Taylor? No. I don't think they do either. I don't I, I don't think, think so. I think it's ridiculous what the Indianapolis Colts are doing. Like, hey, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, go ahead and seek a trade. We don't want to pay you first-round money. However, any team that's going to pick you up, they're going to have to pay you, and they're going to have to give us first-round compensation for it. Like, Jim Irsay's got to be the worst, the biggest douche of a general manager ever. Between the Jonathan Taylor headlines and then the headlines of that that whale or whatever he wanted to move across the country (laughs) he is he is the definition of a douche (laughs) yeah like jim ursay just get the fuck out of here paint manning andrew luck however from what i've been hearing is it the dolphins and the bears that are after him i've heard rumors of the eagles too (laughs) dude yeah so I just don't think from- the Eagles gonna give up what the other two teams would. Yeah. If I mean, I'm the Bears, why are you not? Him's gonna get too excited here. All right. You know, why do you, his boy Jonathan Bears, Taylor. Why do you not go all in? Why not? I know you got the cap space. You don't technically have a number one running back. I mean, you got two guys it's, that could be. Yep. But Jonathan Taylor is better than both of them. Correct. Yep. Jonathan Taylor would be better than both of them. For me, fantasy wise, considering I own stock in Roshan Johnson, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, um, even have the other guy who came over from uh, 
fuck, who was the other guy? Uh, no, it wasn't Moss. Can't remember the other. Let me get out my five-star notebook, guys. Tell you who my other... Look out, Belleville. There it is. Out, there it is. Out, I, knew, I knew there would be a drop. I knew there would be a name drop without five-star. <laughs> Belleville, he's got his five-star notebook out. Get ready to be buried. Right. It takes a while to flip through the pages. Oh, DJ Dallas. Some of you that don't know no. what a five-star notebook is, it's actual paper. Um, <laughs> and you got to flip through said pages and get to said notes. And I it's think it was tough. Travis Homer or is DJ. college ruled DJ or is it standard ruled, Grim? Oh, it's college for sure. College ruled, obviously. More, uh, more lines. Coil, metal coil yep. that holds all the pages together. It's all yep. the pages. Five subjects, too. So I have all my fantasy leagues kind of broken out by specific blocks. Way too many subjects. And if you guys think this is bad, I've been playing Madden for, God, 25 years. Don't do cocaine. See... <laughs> no, excuse me. You should see those notebooks. Those are fun. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I would love it from a bear standpoint if we went and got JT. From my fantasy standpoint – throw all that shit out the window. Miami, him going to Miami with that fucking offense. If JT goes to Miami, I think they're pending health of Tua, obviously. I think they're front runners for the AFC. Don't don't the Dolphins have a crap ton of running back depth too? I just I don't they understand. Kind of. Raheem Mostert. I mean, no, like, no superstars, but they have, yeah, they like, have several running backs. Right? You got Mostert and uh, Shane. Is Jeff yep. Wilson still there? Yep. So. I mean, they got – they have bodies there, and they don't need the pure speed. I mean. Yeah. That's just you got four – you have four of the top ten fastest players in the NFL on one roster. And Jonathan Taylor – Granted, he's not a top 10 speed guy. He ain't fucking slow. He's got home run speed too. <laughs> fucking him, a Shane, Waddle, Hill. <laughs> In the words of J.R. Tolman, he ain't that flat fast, you know? He ain't. He ain't. <laughs> Jesus. Well, let's let's move on. We got we got a Jerry Judy news. Um, tweet. Fuck. Your boy, tweet. Your boy. Yeah. My boy. I remember. I remember a crazy trade happening. You just. It's all gonna work about... out in the long run for me. <laughs> it's that, it's that guy. He just, it's that guy he just can't give up on. Right. He's the number Lemstring. one in Denver this year, and then he injures his hammy today. Yep. And he is. He could miss some significant time, not just a little weeks. time, significant. Few, few to six weeks. <laughs> but when That's he comes back, there. he'll be stronger than ever. Really? What shows that? When he came back from his other injuries, what Math. has ever shown? Math. Math. Jesus. It's all right. He's get when he does come back, he's got Russell Wilson just throwing him ropes. It's it's all good. I mean, at this right? point in time, I did trade Devontae <laughs> Adams for Jerry Judy. Yes. But there's no but look, you could add looking, looking but back at, least, at that. Looking at least back Jerry at that, Judy's too. got rough. At least Jerry Judy's I don't want young. Jimmy G. 
I don't want Jimmy G. Tweet, if you could go back in time, would you still do that trade? I'd punch Luke in the dick and not do it, but then still get Jerry Judy and some more players. <laughs> so you'd still trade Devontae. You'd still get Jerry, but you would make sure that he adds I, more to the package. I honestly didn't believe in Devontae at Oakland. And he proved me wrong last year, but I think this year, I don't think Devontae is going to be that guy. You don't think he's that guy? I think who, what has proven that Jimmy G can throw the ball down the field? Um, like, yeah, I no, don't. I mean, I get it. I get it. I, get I, I don't. I mean, you, you take a guy, you take him out of a Packers organization with Aaron Rodgers. Great organization. Nutcase of a quarterback. Oh, but he's an elite style quarterback. Now you take him to to L- Las Vegas or wherever the fuck they're at. I was about to okay. say Oakland, but yeah. Yes, he, he had a, he had a great year last year. But do I think wide receivers kind of go to die in Oakland? Kinda, yeah. Do I think a lot of players go to die in Oakland or Las Vegas or wherever the hell they're at these days? Yes. Like or I go think, to or go to jail or prison. Yes, I think. <laughs> I, I honestly think he's not going to be – unless he moves teams again, I think his ceiling has already been hit, and I think he's going to diminish as a player. And it's not because of his talent. It's not because of who he is. It's because of who he plays for. It's because of who his quarterback is. I just don't think he has the upside that he used to have. And I know I people mean, love Devontae, but I just – what has what have the Raiders done to prove anything other than what I'm what saying? What has Jerry Judy done to prove that he's still the choice over Devontae? I mean, he had a decent year last year, not a not a Devontae year, but now Devontae's no, got a new quarterback. I mean, injury injuries are what they are, right? Anything yeah. can happen. I think Jerry Judy would have had a better year this year than Devontae. Minus said injury, because it sounds like he's going to be out for maybe a month or two. So I don't know if we can actually compare stats at this point. Could, but could miss up, could miss six to eight games. Yep. Worst case scenario, it sounds like six to eight. Best case scenario, two to four. So I, I don't like. I I went on the hunch of Devonte going to a team that he's he's getting older, and a team that literally. I don't want to be a Raider. It's like being an Arizona Cardinal, like nowadays. That's his home, though. That's where he wanted to go. I had the same reservations about Devontae, but he's a a dude. He's a dude. He is. I just think, especially now this year, looking hindsight with Jimmy G coming in, I think that that, that whole situation is a different world. Josh Jacobs may not be playing. That team may not be worth a shit. <laughs> and they play in the AFC West, too. So. Yep. I mean, toughest conference in, in football. Yep. I. But I know we've talked a lot about the news, and that we didn't have a ton of news in the first place. So we're going to lump this last piece kind of But this together. is fun. This is fun. Oh, yeah. We love yeah, yeah, I agree. But before we give Fuck the people what though. they want, before we give the people what they want, you skipped over your boy Hawkinson. Oh, I'm going to lump this together, and I'm going to put two pieces together. There was a trade that occurred this week, this past week, or since 
Yeah, since someday. the last podcast. Someday this trade occurred where TJ Hawkinson moved on from Nate's team to my team. And Nate acquired some younger players and some early draft pick. He acquired so Jaden Reed, Dorian Singer, Moose Muhammad III, Shadir Sanders, Grimm's 2024 second round pick for the TJ Hawkinson. Grim, did you give up Jaden Reed just because he's a Packer? Yes. <laughs> but what's going on with Hawkinson? I know. Not it he's, I think the rumor, I think the rumor is he's wanting to break the freaking bank. He wants yep. to set the market for the tight end. It is. That's what exactly what he wants to do. I do believe I read that on the interwebs. And I mean, so fantasy and real NFL wise, I think he's the best young tight end in the game. Sorry, all you Pitts fans. I Pitts might be the best receiving tight young receiving yeah, tight end in the you, game. Belleville. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to call out anybody specifically, but... Careful, I mean, sweetie. You're definitely moving up the hater list. <laughs> but, I Fuck mean, you! I think, I think I would take Hawkinson over Mark Andrews as a tight end. In real life, NFL. In fantasy, I'd still probably have Mark Andrews over TJ Hawkinson just because TJ's got to fight JJ with all those targets and stuff. And I mean, JJ's just one of the top two wide receivers if you prefer chase or jj i could care less which one as long as they're one two you're right don't care if you have them one don't care if you have them two but losing or sorry not losing but me adding tj from a trade standpoint started off i was actually trying to get a three deal trade going and i was actually looking at getting rid of kelsey you're trying to have in the process Yes, trying to have a threesome, exactly. And uh, trade fell through. Uh, I was asking too much for Travis Kelsey, apparently. Felt like I wasn't, but apparently I was. So multiple early picks, a player. And Nate was put TJ on the trade block, which I have no idea why. Because I don't. You're welcome, Grim. I was also I was also in discussions. But TJ. But he, yeah, he wanted he wanted uh, a couple of my NFL pieces that I, I just couldn't get rid of. So. I was not in discussions because I have no NFL pieces. That's true. To you, you really don't have a lot of NFL pieces. Well, Rinker, I have I have Travis Kelsey still, and George Kittle. And now TJ Hawkinson. So pretty happy with that, actually. And I'm fine if Travis Kelsey dies on my team because that means that he's not giving other people points because Luke and Belleville both came after him. And I'm not just going to give him away because he's old. Sorry. <laughs> I think he's still the best fantasy piece in football. You get almost a guaranteed five-point swing over the top over the tight end position. I I don't disagree with you one bit. Yeah, me so, neither. 
I mean, you want Kelsey? Come get it. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. And also, Kelsey is older, but still just as good as any young wide receiver. Tight end. Better than all tight ends out there by a long shot. And as long as he's got Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. Fantasy tight end. George Kittle and him are damn good NFL tight ends. Settle down, you Iowa fan. No, not not from an Iowa fan standpoint. If I was from just this sure. Iowa standpoint, would I have said anything right. about Brees Hall? <laughs> would I have said anything about Breezy Hall? No. Come on. Okay. But anywho, are you calling his Breezy elite? Yeah. Are you calling Breezy? him Breezy? It's Breezy. Breeze. No, Breezy with a Z. Breezy. Okay. All right. Breezy Hall. <laughs> I got it. You don't like it? Doesn't work. It's 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, like geez. Ian's pink castle behind him. That's all I care about right now. Yeah. Yeah. This used to be but my no, man was... cave. Definitely not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm not in a man cave either. Not nothing there. But anyway, let's give the people what they want. We've talked a lot about right. news. What's up? I said, we're here for a reason. We are. So, you know, they kind of wanted the method to the madness here. Um, so let's give them what they want. Let's go. Let's go to the NFL side first, because I think that's going to go a little bit quicker than college. Here we are at an hour, six minutes. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. This might be this might be a lengthy one. Uh, so, let, yeah, let's do the NFL here. Hey, so, we have lengthy podcasts frequently. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be all right. So, uh, Dennis and I are your league rankers, and how we do this is we each do our own rankings. Um, I do my own. Grim does his own, and then you know we go one, two, all the way down to ten. And we the way we do this is we assign points. Uh, number one gets ten points. Number two gets nine points and so on, all the way down to the bottom. Grim has his rankings. I have my rankings. Uh, and then we do a combined point total, and that's how we do a combined power ranking. So for the NFL side, preseason for this upcoming season, I'll, I'll list out Grim's rankings here first, and then I'll do mine. And then, Grim, we can I also can want to point out what, because – there will be a situation where it happens on ties because it's going to happen. Ian and I aren't always going to 100% agree. However, I do think we get pretty damn close every single time we do our power rankings. I feel like we're pretty, pretty close to what we rank. Anytime there's a tie that occurs, we pick one person to start the season. I think last year, I think rinkers rinker was a tiebreaker to start. And then any other tiebreaker we'd flip. We'd flip back and forth. We would take my ranking the next time or his ranking, and we just flip back and forth that way um, just because there's going to be a tie existing in the power rankings coming up. So, And, Grant, but, just what's, what started off, you know, let's talk about, you know, what's the thought process when we, when we sit down and do this? I'll let you start. So my thought process, I know I talked about it last year. Um, I th- look at three things. I look at the starting roster for your team. 
because your starting roster is the one that's going to play the most, get you the points. I do look at depth. Obviously, you have to look at record. But I do value points a little bit more than record. That was the whole big thing last year, you know. Oh, I always say it's points over record or whatever it was. Uh, I think I did a, I think I did a pod. I was on the podcast and talked about the 170 rule that I have. Um, you know, if teams are scoring over 170 and losing, that doesn't mean they're a bad team. It means they have bad luck. Yep. So that's basically what I do. I go through teams, see where they're at on a week to week basis with health of their team with stars, what they could potentially score. I like to go with who has the highest floor over who has the highest ceiling because the highest floor gives you more of a consistent basis. Now, obviously, if you also have a very high ceiling, high floor matchup, that's that's where you see the top tier teams fall off and or separate themselves. And I think there's three at least going into the NFL season, I feel comfortable in saying I think there's three top-tier NFL teams right now that you could rank any way, one, two, or three, and I wouldn't have a complaint about it. How about you? Yep. No, that's, yeah, very similar. Uh, Yeah, I think you broke it down nicely. So the three three categories are definitely, you know, team, team makeup, you know, starting lineup and depth, points, and record. Obviously, preseason rankings are a little bit different. You're just looking at team makeup and, you know, yep. maybe a little bit of projections in depth and new incoming pieces, you know, some, you know, waiver wire pickups. You got to factor everything in, but you don't have points and record to go off of at this point. So when you sit down for preseason, that's essentially team makeup is what you're going off of. And, yep. you know, projections, obviously, they, they, there's some really smart people out there that are putting these projections together. I, I don't know what their method is or their madness, but there's someone out there putting projections together. So, yeah, we take a look at that. So for the NFL side, I'm going to read through them. Uh, So for this upcoming season, Dennis's uh, rankings for the NFL side. Number one, Luke, team pay dirt. Number two, he has himself. Uh, Dennis, I see your third-year QBs. Third, he's got Jacob, uh, the Monstars. But again, it changes weekly, it seems. Um, fourth, he's got uh, my team, Team Ranker. Very, very creative team name. Uh, number five, Patrick, pray to your Godwin. Number six, he's got Nate, Spears Train. Number seven, he's got uh, Chad Ellis, uh, uh, Team Seller Dwellers. Number eight, he's got Corey. Team C Batch 84. Number nine, he's got Brett. Team Hafe 4KC. And then bringing up the end, the Southern Bear tweet. What? <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> Have you seen this roster well, I've assembled this year? I, I got did you, dads. I got do you remember what you said like 15 minutes ago? That you don't have pages. NFL pieces? <laughs> I'm going to serve you a humble pie, a jambalaya here in about three minutes because <laughs> this is some bullshit. 
All right. Well, my rankings, my rankings, and then we'll go to the the combined scores and how we're and how we're landing on final ranking. So mine, number one, I got Team Luke or T- Luke Team Pater. Number two, listen up, hater. Jacob, the Monstars, I got you in the number two spot. Boom. <laughs> number three, I got Grimm's team. I see you third year QBs. Uh, seven, I got myself, Team Rinker. Six, I got Patrick, pray to your Godwin. Five, I got Corey, uh, Team Seabatch. Four, I got Nate, Spears Train. Eight, I have Brett, Team Hay for KC. Two, I have Chad, the Sour Dwellers. And then bringing up the rear, Grim and I, Grim and I are in, uh, in the same spot here. I got a tweet with Team Southern Bear. What the hell did I gotta do to get y'all in to my 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 jungle here? And I don't even know. Dude, we want no part of your know. NFL team right now. I'm, so, I'm willing. I'm, I am willing to give you guys a seafood boil to turn <laughs> Southern, me into number nine. Southern Bear, Southern Bear, you better keep killing it on the college side because your NFL team needs some help. I also need some help too, but you know. <laughs> All right, so when we when we put all the points together, we got Luke with 20 points. Again, the, the, the number one ranking gets 10 points. So both of us ranked him number one. Boom. He's, got, he's got 20 points. Fuck that guy. Number two, and this is where we have a tiebreaker come into place here, and we have decided to go with Grimm's uh, ranking for this week. So uh, both Jacob and Dennis both had 17 points. So Dennis is number two in the power rankings for NFL side preseason. Belleville team monst- the Monstars. Wait, wait, what was is number three? What was the tie break though? So when we have a tie break, tweet. I think you were out grabbing a beer or something. Probably. When we have a tie break, <laughs> we flip back and forth week to week. Uh, we decided to go with Grimm's tiebreaker to start with. So next week, if we still have Jacob and Dennis in the same two, three predicament. Then it will move to mine and Jacob will move up and, and Belleville will move down. Or I'm sorry, Jacob will move up and Grim will move down. But for this week, Dennis is the number two. Sucks to suck, Belleville. Belleville is number three. Uh, number four, myself. We both had, we both had us, my team ranked seven. So 14 points. Or we both had my team ranked four, which is seven points. Add them together, 14 points. Number five is Patrick. We both had him in our number five hole, which is six points. So he has 12 points. Nate uh, Spears train with nine points. Number seven, Corey, uh, team Seabatch with eight points. Number eight, Chad with six points. And then nine spot Brett with five points, and then the bringing up the bringing up the the end here, the end train, tweet with two points. Boom! So again, our NFL power ranking: Luke number one, Dennis number two, Jacob number three, Ian number four, Patrick number five, Nate number six, Corey number seven, Chad number number eight, Brett number nine. Tweet number 10. These rankings are bullshit. So, Tweet, you've given our commentary to uh, Graham. 
Anything before anything you add before we move to the NCAA side? No, I think I think there's a clear cutoff between the top three teams. And then I think there's a step down between you and Patrick. I think pretty clear by how we ranked consistently those you and you ranked yourself where I ranked you and both ranking Patrick where we ranked him. And then just the other four teams with Nate. I think Nate's got a lot of potential on his roster because he brought in a lot of people on the college side. But we still have to see that. We still have to see that actually perform in the NFL side. Um, But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think the only other thing we really agree on is tweets team sucks. Question mark. Is he Ron Burgundy? First of all, this is bullshit. Second of all, (laughs) I've got some breaking news. Oh, boy. We're still on the NFL side. Uh, There's a report out that the Colts have rejected a trade offer for Jonathan Taylor from the Miami Dolphins. Oh, uh, geez. Uh, Despite rejecting the trade, at least one trade offer – they rejected one trade offer. They're still engaging in negotiations, but there is another NFL team that is believed to have a serious offer on the table for him. Uh, none, no team is believed to be offering that first round, but it sounds like it could be something comparable in value. So we'll see what happens. Anywho, back to our rankings. Yeah, so I think we were just wrapping up the NFL side. I think moving to the college side, it's going to get more involved here because Graham and I discussed this a little bit, and we decided to do this live. So I think um, Luke and Belleville, and I I can't remember if you were on tweet or not, but we gave our initial preseason uh, rankings uh, prior to the draft. But we are are going to do an updated one um, accounting for draft picks and – to start this, Graham, I think I'm going to read off what our preseason rankings were b- before the draft, and then I'm going to pull up uh, and just read through what each team did in the draft. And then let's dive in and, and put a ranking together, an updated power ranking for the NCAA side. And then to wrap up the show, um, we already have our NFL rankings. We're going to build our NCAA rankings. And then once we have our top six spots on each side, we're going to plug those into our playoff uh, brackets on each side. And then we're going to walk through how we think things are going to shake out. And that's when we'll wrap it up. So uh, to start with, so NCAA side, this was pre-draft. These were our rankings uh, before we had our supplemental draft. So we had number one, the prospects, Luke. Number two, we had Tweet, five-star culture. Number three, we had Team Hafe for KC, Brett. Number four, we had Golden Domers, Chad. Number five, we had Hot Dog Water, my team. Number six, we had uh, the Farm System, which is Grimm's team. Number seven, we had Team Seabatch, which is Corey's team. Number eight, we had Riverside Parks and Rec, which is Bell Bell's team. Number nine, we had Nate, which is Spears Hill. And then number 10, we had Patrick's team, which is SEC for the win, I believe is what FTW stands for. So that's where things shook out. So 
I'm going to pull, and I should have this up. Let's pull up how things shook out for the draft. You want to do, are you going to do like impact players for this year, or are you going to go over like even some of the like freshmen that probably won't even see the field? Because I think we should just focus on impact players since we're this ranking is this year's ranking. And how I just assumed I assumed you were taking Belleville and placing him in a spot like seventh place and then like working off of that. Like Belleville's gonna be the seventh worst team in this league. <laughs> oh no, that's gonna, me like, because we're gonna got, we're gonna kind of so we're gonna we're gonna take Belleville, we're gonna put him here, and then we're gonna work off of that, which is obviously not gonna be top three because nobody likes Belleville on this podcast and we're all haters as he would say. So, yeah. So Grim, I don't care how we do it. Uh, you just want to hit on who we think are going to be impact players. Uh, who were yeah, players since you have it in draft. front of, yeah, hit on, I mean, some freshmen I'm sure are going to impact too, but I'd say let's hit on what's really going to impact people's rosters that could potentially have us changing our rankings per se. Make sense. I agree. Yep. Because I don't really want to go over 150 draft picks worth of player yeah. names. Okay, let's just start. Let's just start at the top here with our number one team. So the prospects. Who Luke has in his current starting lineup? So obviously he's got a loaded quarterback room. Ewers, Reed, Williams. He's got a loaded running back room, McClellan and Sanders. Uh, I mean, Don't forget, his, he's also got Trey Henderson too. Yeah, Trey Henderson he's got in the in the flex spot. Yeah. Um, so his, I mean, his entire team is loaded here. So wide receiver, uh, Marvin Harrison, Jalen McMillan, Evan Stewart. Tight end, Brock Bowers. And then his five flex, Bangura, Farouk, Trey Henderson, Damian Martinez, Nick Singleton. Just and then he, I mean, just highlighting some of the players he drafted uh, to that might make an impact this year. Um, and I'm just going to scroll through here. So Cedric Baxter, you know, he's got maybe a good shot at uh, being RB1 in Texas at some point this year. Um Jonte Cook could see the field for Texas at the wide receiver. Um, Carnell Tate, he could make some noise in Ohio State's wide receiver room. Squirrel White. Squirrel White. Carson Beck, he, he drafted the, the QB1 at Georgia in the 11th round. I can see that, but I think he's got better options. So I don't he, know. He does, but I mean, that just points to the depth. And that's something we take into consideration here, um, you know, for bye weeks and, you know, injuries happen. I mean, he's just, his team's loaded, and that's why we have him where we have him. Yeah. Sounds questionable. Just don't see it changing. I don't either. Um, I mean, you look at his depth on people that he already had on his roster. 
right? He had Lloyd, Marks. He had did he draft Ward this year? Or was Ward last year? He drafted Ward last year, didn't he? I drafted him. I traded it to him. Okay, well there you go. Good going, tweet. Have you seen Correct. my quarterback room? <laughs> I know. So I think I think the consensus uh, between you and I, Graham, that Luke is not moving. He's the number one spot. Yep. All right, yep. let's Even jump though, to number two. Yep, let's do it. So we are moving to Team uh, Southern Bear. Uh, five star. So culture. is he is he your second, or are you just going based off of what the preseason ranking was? He, or how do you yeah, want to just, do this? Do you what, just want to go over what, the highlights? Yeah, what the preseason ranking is, that's where I'm starting. Okay, and then we'll just rank them at the end after all of it's done. Yep. I mean, we can go as we – we can do what we – yeah, however we go here. But tweet, let's pull up who he's got plugged into his starting lineup. So, Jalen Daniels, uh, quarterback Kansas, Sam Hartman, Notre Dame, Michael Penix, Washington – and he's got Trey Benson and Corum, his running backs, wide receivers, Igbuka, Tyron Smith at UTEP, Mario Williams, tight end. Um, help me with the name here. Tweet Keith. Keith. And then this flex spot, he's got Braylon Allen, Marcus, Marquez Cooper, Samson Evans, Montreal Johnson, Michael Will uh, Wiley. And then some of the highlights for who he drafted – And I'm just jumping to the ones who might have an impact this year. Tweet, don't get your feelings hurt. Uh, Devontae Walker has a chance to make some noise at UNC. Big chance. Rashada. Obviously, Jaden Rashada, who we always who we've already highlighted, is QB one at Arizona State. Samson Evans is in your starting lineup, who you picked up in the fifth. Cooper uh, from Ball State. Cooper from Ball State. Yep. I think those are the ones that I'm seeing. Hilaire from Bowling. Yep. Hilaire, too. Yep. So, yeah, you added some good pieces. Uh, you were already in our two-hole, both of ours. Um, and you got some solid depth on your bench, obviously, for bye weeks and injuries. I still have I, him as my number two as well. So. I do, I do too. I do, too. You didn't move. All right, let's go team number three, which is uh, uh, Brett, team Hafer Casey here. All right, his starting lineup, at least who he has plugged in right here. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma quarterback. Taylor Green, Boise State quarterbacks. Uh, Rattler, quarterback at South Carolina. George Hawani uh, and McCammon, uh, Florida Atlantic running back. And then his wide receiver room. Uh, Jojo Siwa Earl, Ollie Jennings, <laughs> and Sam Pickney. And then his tight end, RJ Maryland from SMU. And then his flex spots, he's got Smoke Harris, Tori Horton, Cam Porter, Ana Smith, Reese White. And then uh, some of the guys he drafted. Obviously, Taylor Green was his first pick. I think we, uh, some of us shook our heads at that one, but he's in his starting lineup. So, uh, quarterback for Boise. Uh, yep. Brandon Ennis, uh, true freshman from Ohio State. He might see the field. 
Um, RJ Maryland, obviously the the tight end that he's got plugged into a starting lineup he picked up in the seventh from SMU. Uh, who else is standing out to you, um, Graham? Um, he picked up a guy by the name of Varkis Gums. He's a he came over from a FCS school to Arkansas. Got to look at. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a top fifteen option at tight end. Like I think he's a sleeper pick for somebody who can blow up this year. I agree with that for sure. But honestly, I think- I, the podcast a few weeks ago kind of called it out. I think Brett hurt himself here. I actually have him dropping in my rankings. I th- I think he kind of missed the draft a little bit. Um, I mean we we are having issues finding finding spots on you know what's really going to be the big impact players. He did do he drafted players who are going to play probably for his team. I just I just don't see. I don't think he's at the same tier that he was last year with Luke and Tweet because last year I think he was in that same tier with Luke tweet and him. I think it was those three all year going back and forth. And I just don't feel it this year. I just think he's taking a step back. Not saying he can't. Know, I mean, he's still going to be moved to or not quite. I know where I put him at. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Let's re- yeah. Let's recircle on Brett. Um, okay. <laughs> but I, I agree. I think he, yeah, this draft, he left a little bit on the table, probably. Um, one of the picks I did like is uh, Jonah Wilson in the third, true freshman from Houston. He's been getting some buzz a little bit. Um, oh, he made good picks. He made some good picks. I'm not saying that. I'm just, for pieces that he went to to help his team, I yeah. think even at that point, there could have been better options than when he took it. Like, I mean, I get it. Freaking green is going to put up a ton of points for him, but why? I just yeah. There were a lot of good players on the board <laughs> when he made that pick. Yeah. All right, let's go to the team that we had in the four spot, which was Ellis, Golden Domers. Golden Domers. This is he loves him some uh, G five players here. So let's do uh, let's do a starting lineup. So. Uh, his quarterback room, Cadero from San Jose State, Frank Harris from UTSA, and Kyle McCord from Ohio State. He better hope he wins the job. <laughs> and, if run- that, and if McCord isn't named the starter, then my guess is he's putting in Howard from K-State as his starter. Yeah. Because right now he's got McCord, but if – I guess I didn't even hear the news about Brown, but I've been looking that up while we've been on our thing. So, I mean, he's got a deep quarterback bench as well, just for point purposes. Yep, he does. But, sorry, go ahead, continue. Yeah, running back, he's got Sean, Ty- Sean Tyler, uh, Minnesota, and Audric Estimi from his uh, Golden Estimi. Domers. And then his wide receiver room, he's got Rome Adunze, Ryan O'Keefe, and Taj Washington. It's tight end. He's got Trey Knox. And then his five flex spots, he's got Ja'Cory Brooks, Alabama, Joshua Cephas at UTSA with his stack with Frank Harris, and then Jacob Cowing, Arizona, uh, Jalen Hall. 
He, he, I'm he's guessing he's, he's going to put someone else there. <laughs> and then he's got Kamani, uh, Kamani Vidal with Troy. And then who he drafted, and I don't know some of these G5 players as well as him, obviously. I think uh, I think his best pick, personally, is Caden Presscorn from Mississippi. Presscorn? Yep. Yeah. A little Agreed. tight end. I think he's probably one of the top tight ends out there right now. So, good pick right there. But And then, and then Will Howard, obviously. Yeah, Will Howard, he picked up in the 12th. Uh, you know, yeah, some of these upperclassmen from G5 will probably – they might make an impact. So, Luke McCaffrey, LeJonte Wester, Frank Peasant, and then D.D. I mean, Hunter. Day-Day, I like Day-Day as a yeah. – picking up for point-wise. For he was on my board, too. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he definitely so, wasn't on mine – that point i didn't have any more picks since i took the entire ninth round you know so yep so now we're on to you ian yeah so uh consensus on uh uh golden domers grim i may or may not have him moving as well okay all right let's recircle all right then we move to team hot dog water Hot dog water, my quarterback room, KJ Jefferson, Joe Milton, Preston Stone. My running back, Roman Hemby, Jade Knott. My wide receiver room, Barry and Brown, Antonio Williams, Xavier Worthy. Tight end, I got Jatavian Sanders. Then my five flex spots, I got Luther Burden, CJ Donaldson, Troy Franklin, Rodney Hammond, and uh, Jamichael Sturdivant. Some big picks for you. Uh, picks for me. I, I like the Joe Milton. I do too. I think he has some haters in our league, uh, but I think he's in for a big year. Um, big year, strong arm. Picked him up in third round. Not bad. Yeah. Roman Hemby. Obviously, he went right to my starting lineup in uh, yep. fourth round. Not yeah, a he, bad was one was, he was one I was hoping would somehow fall in the fifth for me. Uh, Mayan Williams. Yep, he's not in my starting lineup, but he is a key depth piece for me. He, for sure. He's a key, key depth guy, and he obviously, I mean, we know uh, Henderson was injured a little bit last year, but Mayan is still getting those goal line carries. And so those would be my three guys that I just kind of am pointing out out the gates. I mean, you can go Trayshawn Ward too, but. Yeah, depth, depth piece. You know, I could see a potential big year for him, uh, but he's not in my starting lineup. Kevin Coleman, he's kind of a wild card dark horse. Uh, he could. Yep. He, Coleman's he one could of my favorites. Yep. But the, the rest are true freshmen that probably aren't going to make much of an impact this year. I agree. No, but you did some you did some damage on the trade trade side of things though, um, leading up to the draft though. That yep. kind of changed your roster a little bit. Yep. Yep. That's what. That's some of the thoughts I made too. Yep. So I, again, let's just, we have the top two basically penciled in. So let's just circle back to the rankings when we're done talking about the okay. teams. All right. Uh, Grim farm system. So who's plugged in for you? You got Grayson McCall, Garrett Schrader, Connor Wigman as your quarterback room, yep. running back room. You got Donovan Edwards, Devin Neal. 
Wide receiver room, you got Malachi Corley, Vlad McConkey, Jaden McGowan. And then tight end, you got Corey, uh, I don't know, I'm sure how you say it, Deitches. Yep. And then your, your flex spots. Flex spots, you got Javante Barnes, Jalen Berger, Anthony Grant, Dane Key, Devin Mockaby. And then your draft. I like I, I honestly like the Shadir Sanders. Obviously, you traded him. Um Yeah, I know. But but then again, like I don't mind the Luke Altmeyer from Illinois. So Yep. Love good. I think for me. Uh, trading with Patrick so I could get Harbor. I was so thrilled with snagging Harbor as well. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be an instant star in South Carolina. I'm right there with you. I think, I think the, the sky is the limit for that kid. Uh, he's got a big future. I think. I think the 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 other guy, not just being an Iowa State guy, I think JJ Cole's got a great chance to start. Yep. I mean. It may not be week one. I think they're going to get back the, the chance. I think after week two or three, J.J. Cole's a starter. So, um, Devin Mockaby for me. At this point in time with Deckers and his shit, Deck, I mean, Cole might be the guy. Yep. Yeah, Mockaby's a, a RB1 for Purdue. Yep. Uh, Luke Altmaier yep. just won the QB1 spot in Illinois. That's a good solid pick in the ninth. Yep. We'll circle back to that then. Yep. See, see where we got right. Who we got next? Uh, we have Corey, Team C Badge. Yep. All right, Team C Badge. He's got quarterback room of Cabe Klubnik, Bo Nix, and Michael Pratt. Pretty strong quarterback room. Uh, running backs, he's got Richard Reese, the Baylor, Will Shipley. Wide receiver room, he's got Trey Harris, Tez Johnson, Tatora McMillan. Tight end, he's got Luke Lachey, team out east. And then uh, flex spots, he's got Rasheen Ali, Ramon Davis, Caleb Johnson, Carson Steele, uh, Nakia Watson. And then some of the key guys he picked up in the supplemental draft. He's starting Tez Johnson. My boy from Oregon. He's starting Tez Johnson. He's starting Carson Steele, who he picked up in the six. He's starting Trey Harris, who he picked up in the six. He's starting uh, Nakia uh, Watson, who he's drafted in the seventh. Uh, Grim, thoughts on Cade McNamara in the 12th? Nile <laughs> <laughs> quarterback. I mean, <laughs> Everybody knows me. I've always taken the Iowa quarterbacks, so I punted this year. It was not. I hope I hope K does well. I mean, you guys mentioned it in our early segment an hour and a half ago <laughs> that uh, you know, Iowa's got an easy schedule, so Cade McNamara could be a sneaky play. I mean, yep. Iowa's got the soft schedule. It could be a he could be a nice uh, spot fill for people for on his team, but. He's got his quarterback room is stout. He'll probably, yep. it, uh, on a scoring standpoint, I don't think, I don't think he gets outscored this year on the college quarterback side. 
yeah, and I think we've all learned that if you got three solid QBs that can put up numbers, you're going to compete. And he's got Armstrong still on his bench for NC State. Yep. Yep, I'm right I there mean, with you. All right, what's our next team here? We got Belleville now, I think. Oh god! Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to the boogeyman or whatever he's calling himself. The boogeyman quarterback room: Jaden Daniels, Riley Leonard, Curtis Rourke, or whatever. He, uh, what does he call him? The Maple Bomber, Maple, whatever he's calling him. Running back room, he's got Freight Gore Jr., Quinchon Judkins. Wide receiver, he's got Alex Adams, Jeremiah Hunter, Malik Neighbors, who I traded him. Tight end, Aranda Gadsen. And then his flex spots, he's got Kavorian Barnes, Malik Benson, Samuel Brown, Brew McCoy. You're welcome. And then uh, his last flex spot, Antoine Wells Jr. His... Draft, and I will admit, even though I'm a hater, he killed this draft. Um, some of the guys that I like that I think are going to make impacts. Obviously, Riley Leonard. Yep. Aranda Gadsen. I think the Gadsen uh, Cordell, is a huge pickup. Yep. Um, I think Caleb Jackson. Sorry, I skipped over him. I think he's got a shot at winning the job in LSU, running back. Uh Cord Cordell Russell, TCU. I think he's got a shot to see the field. Malik Benson, obviously he's gotten his starting lineup. Alabama wide receiver. Alex Adams went right to his wide receiver starting lineup. Antoine Wells Jr. right to his starting lineup. I mean, he he killed this draft. He changed his uh strategy. Uh, you know, before previous drafts, he was strictly Devi, but he really went hard after uh, being able to compete this year, and I was impressed. Grim, your take? Yeah. Jalen Wright, actually, late pick for him as well. I loved that from a college fantasy standpoint. I think Jalen Wright's going to have a big year. Tennessee running back. As a as a hater, you're saying that? Yeah. As a hater, I'm saying he killed this draft, and he he's definitely moving up my rankings and. Graham, I, if I'm hearing you right, I think uh, you're you're saying the same. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Graham starting him at ten. He might move to nine. We'll see. All right, let's move to Nate Spears Hill. I wonder if he's going to change his name or is he just going to roll with it? Heck, he he's might have already changed his name. He might have already changed his name. Overlooked. He did. He is the ultimate. Yep. Overlooked underdogs. Okay. Overlooked. Starting lineup, Darren Granger, Georgia State. Shadir Sanders, Donovan Smith, Houston. Bucky Irving, running back. Henry Paris Jr., running back. His wide receiver room, Elijah Badger. Keon Coleman, Dorian Singer. Tight end, he's got Mason Taylor, LSU. In his five flex spots, he's got Moose Muhammad, Jalen Polk, Jabari Small, EJ Smith, Blake Watson. In his draft, he took a ton of guys because he had to. Um, oh, yeah. Not only that, but a lot of his guys were taken late. 
just so just to kind of like put it in perspective, like he had a lot of late round draft picks. So who we may say could be a 10th rounder later. So. Yeah. And I think he did so, a good job getting yeah. some of these, like he got Malachi Coleman, who I yeah. liked personally. I loved him. He's the first he guy. Was I was a Cornhusker. And I didn't know if I could have him on my team. No. No, so obviously, yeah. So obviously, his first two picks, he he's restocking his quarterback room with freshmen that I yeah. I like. Uh, Childs and Nova said Malachi Coleman. Obviously, we already touched on him. Mason Taylor is, was his uh, fourth round pick, right into the starting lineup for tight end. And then who else we got here? Darren Granger in the tenth. He's right to his starting lineup for quarterback. What about Jareel Block Brock? Yeah, that's probably going to be an easy cut for him. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, Brendan Rice, he's a senior at uh, USC. He's probably going to see the field. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, right. He did well with what he had, so. Yes, I, I will give him that, yep. I don't know if it's mm, – enough to push the needle on where we rank him right now, just because of what he had lost and where he started. I think it kind of separates him from where he was, how close he was to Patrick down at the bottom. Cause I mean, when you can't even put a starting roster together before the draft, that gets a little worrisome. Yep. Yep. But I'll no, give it to you. Know, he did. He did great for what he had to do. I, I, he had a solid draft. He did, and he grabbed guys that are going to score on points. They were just he just didn't get a lot of Debbie guys. But again, yep. he had those late picks, so it's harder to snap those guys in those later rounds. So I think he did a great job with the people that that he was able to grab. He'll be competitive this year. Yep. He has a team like mine where he's going to be competitive. He's just not going to win a lot of games. All right. Last, last but not least, or maybe least, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Patrick, let's let's run through the starting lineup here. So SEC for the win. Uh, he's a big believer in Arch Manning. He's got him in his starting lineup. Big believer there. Uh, <laughs> Drake Drake May. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna kill it if he can stay healthy. Uh, Drake May is his second quarterback. Uh, John Reese Plumley is his third quarterback. Running back room. He's got Katron Allen and Armani Good Goodwin uh, LSU. Wide receiver room. He's got Dor- uh, DeCorian Clark, Xavier Henderson, Johnny Wilson. Tight end. He's got Donovan Green. And then his five flex spots, he's got Jurian Dickey, Chris Hilton, Kendall Milton, Will Shepard, Kamar Wheaton. And his draft, although it was only six players, he I, really like, I really like his draft. Uh, so uh, it's only six players, so let's just read them all. Arch Manning, Jurian Dickey, Hakeem Williams, Pierce Sperlin, Jeremiah Cobb, and Tyler Williams. They're all freshmen uh, to be decided if it makes an impact for him. But I think he set, set himself up with uh, six decent freshmen that will help him in years to come. I mean, those first three are banging picks. Assuming yeah, they are. They, 
Assuming they pan out, those are some some of the best picks. But we'll see what happens with that. Like, I don't know. I I, I love I love them. We just need them to get on board with all the other picks. So. Well, again, going into this draft, he had he only had to fill three spots. He had forty two out of forty five roster spots, which is insane because. Draft. Now next year he's got a thousand draft picks. Yep. And so. if he and honestly, if he doesn't trade them and drafts the way he drafted those first three picks, this dude could he could slay later on. He could literally crush everybody in the league. But that's assuming he won't trade them. So all right, I'm just filling out our Excel sheet. So I think the consensus is where we landed. We got. Dennis, your number one is Luke. My number one is Luke. Yep. Your number two. Your number two is Tweet. My number two is Tweet. Yep. And then, I think Patrick is still in the cellar for me, even though he had impressive draft. I just think it's he's really going to struggle on this uh, on the, this upcoming season. I mean, he's still. It's going to be hard for him to fill a complete lineup week to week. Yep. With his roster, it's. Which again, he's punted the college side. He's admitted to doing so. That's his goal and that's his plan. So that's why so people the, are able to get the trades they're able to get done with him. So who's the who's the second worst team? I'm gonna work our way up. Yeah. I was all right. We should do that. Yeah, so uh Dennis, who you had before, you actually had Nate in the cellar. And I, I did Patrick. have Nate in the cellar, but my, my only reason for that is because he couldn't actually put a starting roster together. So by yep. default, I put him in last. He is no longer in last for me. It's Patrick. However, yep. I still have Nate ninth just because it's going to be hard for him. Kind of like in my situation where I'm at, we're going to put up some points but it's going to be hard for us to compete with everybody else's rosters. It's just how it is when you have later picks. I would uh, agree with you. I got Nate in the number nine spot as well. Yep. Are we going with number eight? This I, gets a little, this where it gets a little bit tougher. Um, it is. I have Brett number eight. But it's hard because I kind of want to put myself there as well. Because Brett still has some good starting lineup pieces. But, man, I think he dropped the ball with this draft. Like, I thought he had a team that could compete with Tweet and Luke all year. And I just – I no longer feel that confident looking at his roster now. I have Brett plummeting in this. I think I'll put myself at eight for now. Who you got, Ian? So I had Corey originally – in the number eight spot. Well, see, it's for me, eight, seven, and six is between those is between those three right now. But so my thing is, Corey, you're saying Corey, Corey is in your sixth spot. I think Corey would probably be in my sixth spot. It's him or Jake, because Corey's starting God, his quarterback class. We talked about it. Yeah. He can win. He'll be able to win games just on his quarterbacks alone. So. But I don't think his rest of his roster is filled out as well as Jake's. 
So I'll give Jake the slight edge, but I will not be shocked if Jake is behind Corey in the standings come end of the year. How about this? Why don't we do this, Ian? You write down what your top you write down your top ten right now without without doing it live. Just write it down next whatever you want to say so you so I'm not influencing what you say. Okay. Do you have your top ten, Grim? Yeah, I have my top ten. Okay. I had my top ten before our podcast. Whoa! Well, that was the only thing I knew for a fact we were doing on the podcast. I was like, I know we're doing rankings. Got Ian and I both here, so we might as well fucking do the rankings. Stop hearing Luke and Jake complain about not getting us on for doing rankings and stuff. Seems to be a lot of work, so. All right. So we're going to go 10-10 is Patrick on both sides. SEC for the win, right? Yep. 10-10, Patrick. We both have number nine, nine. I, I have Nate. Grim has Nate. I also have Nate. Ian has Nate. We are nine, nine, Nate, eight, eight. Where are we at here? Grim had Brett mm-hmm. and I have Corey. Okay. What about uh seven, seven? Seven, Graham had himself, and I have Brett. We got six. Six, Graham had Corey, and I have Graham. Playoffs. I don't want the playoffs. I want to be that back-to-back-to-back toilet champion, guys. What do we got at five? I have myself. Graham, who do you have? I have Jake. Really? You put yourself at five? Mr. Melville, number five. We got a hater. He's going to hate. Number four. I have Chad. I have Chad. Okay. Number three. I have Ian. You got Ian. And this is where I put Belleville. Wow. And then we already know the second. We already know one. That hasn't changed. It's Luke and Tweet. Yep. Tweet at two, Luke at one. So I know, yes. Rinker, you're putting, it, you're putting it in the spreadsheet, so I'm sure you're getting the points and stuff. Yep, and this changes things a little bit from what we had before. So uh... there you go, Belleville. You're projected to be inside the playoffs. So basically where we're going to go with this is we're going to create a formula. Who's taking the tiebreaker on this side? Are we, are we using you on both sides, Graham? I mean, normally that's what we do week by week. Yeah. So then next so, week it would be next week it's gonna be so Belleville, Belleville's in the three hole. And then I am in the four hole. All right. Actually, well, we have a three way tie. <laughs> Jesus. That might be a first three, for us. Yep. So we have uh Belleville, myself, and Chad, all with fourteen points. And we both had Chad listed at four though. Right, we did. So Chad's the four spot. No, no, move Chad up to three. No, Chad's up to three, and you you split the you split the difference. So then, so then whoever you had me higher than Belleville, so I'm in the four spot, and Belleville Belleville's in the the five. Yep. Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't think Jake's team is better than Chad. I think Chad's. 
again, we're talking this season scoring points. Going to the NFL, Belleville's team, way better than Chad's. Putting up points on the college side, I think Chad's team is going to score more points than Jake's. Just what I think. Ian, I can't believe you're not giving your team love. Dude, you crushed this draft. Yeah. You never give yourself love. <laughs> Don't let everyone know that. Don't let everyone know that, Graham. <laughs> so what do you All think right. about so those three? So then, so then Patrick's in the in the cellar. Uh, Nate's yeah. eight. Yeah. And then Nate's Brett, nine. Brett Nate's nine, six. Brett's eight. Brett has seven. Graham, you have nine. Who am I missing? Corey. Corey has actually Graham, you are six spot with nine. Oh wow. And then Corey has eight. Oh yeah. From top to bottom. Luke number one. Tweet number two. Chad number three. Ian number four. Velvel number five. Graham number six. Brett number eight. Nate number nine and Patrick number ten. What do you think, Twitter? There are our rankings. So are we gonna predict who wins this thing? Are we Absolutely. we're not gonna go we're not gonna go game by game. Let's just predict championship and who wins. So what I'm doing, well, we tweet, can. how we're, we're gonna, gonna do this for the second time. Yeah, how we're gonna do this is NCAA first since it's fresh in our minds right now. Based off of our rankings. This is what the bracket is going to look like on the NCA side. And we're just going straight from power rankings. So Luke gets the number one seed in the bye. The number four and five matchup is Ian and Belleville. Tweet gets the bye with the two seed. And then number six seed Grimm faces Chad, number three. So for sake of time and to simplify things, who is your winner? And we'll do. Uh, we'll all. We'll all take a vote. Who's your championship and winner? Oh, let's just do the bracket. So okay. four and you five. Ian, Ian, and Belleville. Who's winning that matchup? Belleville. I, okay, I guess Ian. You based on your ranking, you're going to have Belleville too. I think your team's better. So my vote's Ian. Ian's going to vote Belleville. Belleville moves on. No, I'm vote. I'm voting myself. <laughs> I'm not out Belleville. Yes. Yep. Hater. I'm taking myself. Uh, Chad and Grim. Chad. Chad. Chad moves on. Malachi Corley isn't going to propel me to a champion. All right. So who's the next? Uh, who's the next uh, grouping we got to play? Is it Ian versus Luke? I have Luke. Sorry, Rink. Got Luke winning. All right. I'm taking Luke. Okay. All right, Luke. And then uh, tweet and Chad. Tweet and Chad. I'm taking tweet myself, aka the champ. I am also taking tweet. Graham. Taking tweet. All right, that makes it easy. Who's our Who's our Luke and tweet? Who's our champ? I have tweet winning it all. I think Caleb Williams not playing in the championship game comes back and hurts. As actually, I want to I want to ask. Uh, I want to ask Ian because I'm going to take myself. But who does Ian think I'm? Gonna, who's going? Who's going to win that game? We can't have a three-peat in this league, so I'm going Tweeter too. That's a three for 
Mr. Tweet's going to take the championship. Amen. You heard it here first. Luke is not winning the college side this year. Thank God. Fuck that guy. Watch. Marvin Harrison has like a scare like week uh, one and doesn't step on the field the rest all of right, the let's, season. Let's go to the NFL. Are we hitting the NFL side? Let's do it. Okay, so NFL playoff picture. Number one seed, Luke has the Number bye. four, number five, Ian and Patrick. Ian. Ian. I'm the winner? Yep. Ian is the winner. Uh, Nate and Belleville. 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 All right, number one, Luke versus Ian in the semis. Luke. Ian. Who you got, Rink? I got to take Luke. (laughs) Grim and Belleville. I'll beat Jake again. I'll take Belleville. Sorry, Grim. (laughs) I got Belleville. Luke and Belleville, who's our NFL champ? Luke. Well, if those if that's the matchup, Luke wins. I agree. Luke's gonna Luke's gonna repeat on the NFL side. Fuck that guy. If it's, if it's me versus Luke, I'm the champ this year. If I face him, calling it. Grim's calling it shot. You know. Uh, All right, there you got it. We walked through uh, power rankings. Sure. We went all the way through the bracket. NFL side, Luke is our champ on the NCAA seat and the NCAA side. Tweet. Peter, Southern Bear, is our champ. Hey, we we just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share everything to our podcast. We're doing the best we can with what we got. So, good talking to y'all, and uh, we had a blast tonight. Thank you, Grim. Thank you, Rink. Thanks for joining. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a good night. Of course. Later, boys. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Shut up, Luke. I don't get it.